everybody, and welcome to PS2 Fast, PS2 Furious, a PlayStation 2 podcast where we play and we review some games, and then we rank them with the other games that we've played, and it is a lovely, lovely time. Thank you for joining us. My name is Dallin, and as always, I am joined by Scott, who I'm sure cannot wait to discuss Excited. this game. Excited. I got my, you got got your my MGS2 t-shirt shirt. on, yeah. got my little riding action figure over there looking at me. Uh, I bought the uh, Substance Edition yes. of MGS2, which I thought would be different, but it just comes with a bonus. Uh, <laughs> doesn't, nothing, nothing extra. And then the, the documentary is also just on YouTube as well. And weirdly, my original copy of MGS2 just has a bonus DVD with that documentary on it as well, which is unusual. So I don't know why they were trying to repackage this new version when the original version just has the same stuff. So that's nice. Uh, Unlike MGS3, where the subsistence edition made it way better. Can't right. imagine playing yes. that game with a fixed camera. That would be insane. Uh, but before we talk about that, I'd like to just... Let me just run you through some things. Sure. Let me just... Give me give me space for a monologue, if you will. Yes. Alright, because I've had lots of thoughts. And I've been doing lots of interesting things. So, I've been, I've been reading, watching, playing a lot of horror recently. Okay. So I beat The Quarry... Yeah. Which is that super massive game. I watched Midnight Mass, all of it. Mm-hmm. I watched The Haunting of Hill House. I'm a bit into The Haunting of Bly Manor, which I didn't realize was an adaptation of Turn of the Screw, but Netflix wanted to make an anthology series, so Henry James is rolling in his grave, apparently, <laughs> uh, because of that. So I read Carrie. I read, I, I'm halfway through Salem's Law at the minute. Uh, and then I was also playing Death Stranding again, which I think is a horror game. I think that qualifies. So, uh, and that brings me on to just talking about Kojima, right? In general. Yes. Okay, so th- all those things are good, but Death Stranding links into MGS2 quite well. Uh, and a lot of people are like, he predicted the world, right? He predicted what was going to happen, you know, and there's a lot of these clickbaity articles yeah. and such. And I would like to just before, to establish the story of MGS2, I'd like to just say that history and culture are made up of trends. And he is a very astute man, of course, Mm -hmm. that could perhaps see these trends. You know, nothing in history is, like, unique, basically. Like, it's just, it all all makes sense, you know, when you just look at how countries and societies develop, right? Uh, And, you know, but his, his thoughts are more, like, about social media and technology and humanity's interaction with them rather than, like, a pandemic, right? So, like... MGS2 or Death Stranding, right? They're not necessarily like he's not predicting. They're not these prophetic. Things. He's not like yeah. he's not a prophet or whatever, right? He might be able to see these trends, but he's not a prophet. Um, and what is likely to be more of the case is that these things, so MGS2 and Death Stranding, have increased in significance because of our own time. So it says more about us than it does about him and his games. Sure, Right? Because as audience members, we're able to infer context on top of things. And sometimes we over-contextualize. Yes. Right? And that's where you get these sort of, like, universal and, like, timeless claims. Right? Okay. Uh, uh, Because, like, trying to make these comparisons is, like, often too complex. And, like, unpack. And it's definitely too complex to unpack here. Um, But I think that the nature of his art... And the nature of good art allows audience members to sort of refract and put their experiences on top of mm-hmm. the stuff that he's he's done, right? And it's the same with everything else, right? So if you want to go back to the other things, you want to go back to, like, Midnight Mass or something. That's obviously about, you know, uh, religion run amok, right? Yes. And it's about atheism and things like that. And you might say, oh, this is kind of like uh, stuff to do with abortion now, right? And it's not really... Because this was, you know, all that Roe versus Wade stuff happened. No, Midnight Mass was made like two years ago. Right, you're just contextualizing it to the most recent and more relevant thing to you at any given time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, like, that that sort of, like, increase in significance and, like, what we're able to sort of see about ourselves, that we're sort of living in quite a terrifying period, you know, like, death surrounding, kind of being locked away and, like, being disconnected from other people and they're kind of being just a fear of the outside world, right? That obviously mm-hmm. linked that in with the pandemic. MGS2, kind of this, like, overabundance of information so that you don't even know what truth is anymore, right? Uh, that's, like, 
that's like kind of like true horror, right? Yeah, like, that's it is. like that's like we're living in this terrifying period, and that's what's most scary about these games, right? And the stories that they've made. And I just kind of wanted to just state that that like Kojima isn't this prophet, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And that his ideas aren't necessarily unique, right? Like utopian and like dystopian fiction has been going on for centuries, right? You might like argue that like the Tempest, right? The Shakespeare play is also dystopian or utopian fiction, right? Because it's like this little island away from everything else, and characters in that are imagining this world with like, like political conflict and all that sort of stuff, right? So it's just like because technology has increased, and because it's become more about the internet and fucking robots and computers, that those those themes have become more recognizable as we've gone on, right? So it causes people to place more significance on them and his games because of, to be honest, the desire to be interesting or to generate clicks online. Yeah. yeah. Which, sorry everyone, that's also really dystopian. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, so... That brings us into MGS2. I thought you were going to say, like, oh, Death Stranding is, like, extra significant now because Kojima made COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Marketing. (laughs) Marketing for his game. He actually did. He was the pangolin that the person (laughs) That was him. (laughs) That was him. And and then he was able to get talk to the cyberpunk people, and then they made him an extra arm or whatever. Because, yeah, that was eaten off. Uh, So... Yeah, I just, I just feel like, you know, you might be like, oh, M- I'm, so, I, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I've seen, like, a lot of people recently talking about MGS2 and Death Stranding as, like, oh, he predicted all this stuff, and it's like, uh, well, he didn't, guys. It's like... He, absolute, <laughs> he absolutely did not, you know? Yeah, people, uh, people love their takes, don't they? they and they yeah, love, they love a, their hyperbole, take. and, like, I'm, I'm as guilty as anyone else in that, like, I, I definitely tend to be quite hyperbolic in in my assessment of things, but like, you know, yeah, it's easy to do. It is it's easy, easy to do. Done. You know, yeah. it's, it's easy to watch a terrible, terrible movie and say, this is the worst movie I have ever seen in my life. Forgetting that last week was also the worst movie that I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. So, you know, yeah. is the, uh, however, is this one of the best games you've ever played yeah. in your entire life? Because I think, so. I, I think it is. I, I think it is. And I, and I always wonder like, you know, now, like, there's so many, like, amazing games that come out. Just, like, you know, the standard for there good are, games yes, is so are. high. And it's, like, I I often wonder, like, how, how old does a game have to get, like, before, like, it kind of, like, cements its place as, like, you know, an all-timer. But then also, like, you have things like Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild, which, like, from launch, you're like, yeah, this is... This is a this yeah. is a banger, isn't it? like this one's gonna be well remembered for the rest of the <laughs> the history of the world. Yeah. Like even just like the things around this that we've played, we've actually played more two thousand and one games than any other year. Mm-hmm. So we've done Oni, we've done Max Payne, we've done GTA three, and now this. Uh and Sly Cooper's not far off. Was that two thousand and two? Maybe. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh and it's like those games are some of those games are really really good. Very good. But yeah. this is like, like this feels like a game from like, like PS4. Yeah, like it it's, does. It absolutely feels so modern. Like in terms of the cinematography, in terms of the voice acting, in, yeah. game, in terms of like the little details yeah. in it, and like even just the graphics and stuff. It looks, it still looks really really good and really really um, atmospheric and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like. He's just he's just ahead of his time, isn't he? He is. He's yeah. bloody. I said to you last night. He's thir- like thirty three to thirty six when he made this. Game. Yeah. In insane, and insane it, talent. And I think, and that's the thing for me. Like you said, like he's he's not a a, a prophet. He's not, but he he does. You know, he's he's been able to carve out a path for himself to explore his own okay. unique ideas and his own creativity. And I think that that's a really important thing. You know, whether always is perfect you know is up for debate you know but yeah yeah but uh you know the i think that there are so few uh studios that are like afforded that freedom that yeah. i think that that in itself makes his games inherently more interesting he to me do whatever he wants yeah and i think yeah that's like, you know like you know, you put that against the backdrop of 
you know, EA saying that their own single player games suck. <laughs> you know, yeah. tweeting that two hours after a brand new trailer for the skate reboot drops. It's like, oh, come on, guys. So I right. think that, that makes it more interesting. But yeah, let's get into this game. Let's let's talk a little bit about Metal let's, Gear let's Solid. Do, let's do the story first because I think that's 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 your central piece. Yes, of this one, I would say. Uh, so the Hudson River two years ago. Two years ago is uh, the Hudson River two years ago. Is this one of the best video game openings ever? It, because I would like to be there. Very much. I'd like to stand on that bridge in the rain alone. No, nobody knows I'm there. I'm just like walking along. It is good. Up. It is good. Oh, it's nice. It's nice. That's a nice. Talking about nice. atmosphere, um, you know, man. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I would say, in general, it's hard to recall like the entire plot, right? In one go. It's very, yeah, very, very. I don't very think dense. we have time. Especially to do toward. That. No, yeah. no, oh no, no. I don't. I don't want to do it. I just mean like. In general, yeah, right? it's very it's very hard to like. It is dense. Talk about the specific things that are happening because the the language that you use, the voice acting, like it's all very like it's very sure of itself. Yes, isn't it? it's it's a confident script. Very this. confident script. Yeah. Uh, and it, but it has a lot of characters and a lot of details. Mm-hmm. And when I play it in the moment, I can understand it and I love it and it's very very intelligent. Uh, but it's hard to be like. I can sort of say, like, this is generally what this character is talking about yeah. in any given moment, right? Uh, but it's hard. Like, there's so much detail. There so, is. So much going on. This is, like, the uh, ideal uh, game to watch a video essay. Like, a long-form, three-hour <laughs> video essay yeah, about. that's good. That's good. Uh, so, like, there, there is no game, right? Even, like, I would say throughout maybe the whole PS2 era, right? Apart from maybe MGS3 that has a more sustained interest in character and story, right? So, like, while GTA 3, you know, is a pretty good effort at a crime story, right? And it has, yeah. you know, it has, you know, it's your cutscenes and your characters, and, like, the dialogue's quite snappy sometimes, but your, you know, your protagonist is silent. Whereas, like, here, everyone feels, like, completely natural. Like, they it do. sounds they like... feel very It's like real. a film, like, the cinematography, the music, the cutscenes, the acting, the writing, it all works really, really well together. Um, See, I think... And it's just really impressive. A little bit of future spoilers for when we get to it. I think MGS3 has absolutely nothing on this game. Like, Do you think so? MGS3 is like an amazing, like fantastic game. But just in terms of like depth and and theme and character, I it's not even close for me. This is good. Not even this close. Is good. So... Let me just, I've just noted some things, right? So it's obviously, it's involved with, you know, the nuclear bomb and the computer growing up together, right? Pals. Death, death brought about from technology, right? That's that's your opening quote, and I think that's pretty good. Uh, you got you got Ocelot here. Oh, you, maybe, oh, that Ocelot. You love to hate him, right? He's good, isn't he? Bloody Shalashaska. <laughs> crazy, crazy Ivan, as Vamp calls him at one point, and I had to look it up because I, I did not know that that was his first name. I was like, he's like, Crazy Ivan was right or something like that, and I'm like, who in the flight shite is Crazy Ivan? <laughs> so old, I looked that up. Old Crazy Ivan. I, I must. I've never done it before, but I must look it up because because Ocelot is like your quadruple agent in MGS, so he's yes. like. He's like playing everyone against each other, but he's doing it for like he's actually good, right? He like he's actually his mission is good, you know. He's not a he's not actually a bad guy. He's trying to fool everyone so that you can right. get in and get the access to these fucking AIs or whatever he's doing in MGS4. Uh, but I must watch a video of like going step by step through what all of his stuff mm-hmm. is. I just, love it. I just love everyone's voice. Everyone's voice is so fucking good. Theater as Snake is so good. I feel so at home listening to that That's man good. talk. That's good. I can listen. To, I can listen to him talk. I, I wish he did fucking audiobooks as Snake. That would be that would be good. <laughs> I mean, actually perfect, right? So you got Raiden in here, and he's he's going in and oh, he's doing the my, fucking my baby he's doing, boy. He's, <laughs> he's coming in here. He's coming in here to save the VIPs, and he's coming in. Speaking of voices, to disarm the could be more different from Snake. Quinton Flynn. I know. 
know. Also, anime yeah, boy. Yeah. Anime boy voice. I forgot. Uh, I forgot all about that like until just this moment. We don't like him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he is. He's this little doink guy, right? And he's been doing the VR. He's done anime. so what? He's, uh, he's, two, I've done two hundred missions. missions. VR. <laughs> cool man and he good for you I, you know what I, I would have to go back to 2001 if I get a time machine I'll go back right uh, and maybe <laughs> go back to 2001 and this is the thing that I'm going to do <laughs> that I'm going to find out if people actually knew that Raiden was the main character in MGS2 before they played it or did they think it was a snake I mean because I, I don't I'm pretty think, sure they didn't think so yeah I'm pretty sure it was like all marketing was from the first hour that's crazy, isn't it? Man, yeah. I, you know what? I, I so badly wish that I could have, like, been in the zeitgeist for that. Like, I know, that sounds good, be playing it? that at launch, and then, like, an hour and a half later, realize, like, are we not going back? Like, <laughs> like The Last of Us <laughs> Part 2? Are, yeah. are we not going back? This is the rest of the game, is it? He dies. <laughs> he dies, that one. He dies in the tanker explosion. Uh, so you got that. I think what I think is perfect, right? So this game is obviously about it's about your nuclear bombs, your terrorism, or whatever. It's all that. That is all your thing. But it's actually, you know, to go back to what I said before, it's about a simulation. Yeah. You know, and they there's there's multiple like misdirections. So it's like the S three program. It's solid snake simulation, right? But that's actually not true. It's actually the uh, what did I I wrote it down here what it actually is the uh the selection for societal sanity which doesn't uh roll off the tongue as well as later, no. so it's basically Raiden's mission is not to stop terrorists but it is to sort of collect data so that they are able to make they're, they're able to like <laughs> basically take information right and then they can kind of create scenarios in order to control people and like filter out certain bits of history and culture right to sort of see what is the adequate sort of like situation for survival basically that's essentially what it is in very very simple terms uh and so snake and autocon are not part of this right and all these little hints that they're not, they're just there by mistake. And they're not part of, like, this drama. So, like, there's, like, a play going on, right? And then real people have just stepped into it. Yeah. And they're yeah. just trying to, like, they're trying to just survive within the play, right? And it's, like, that's a, that's a crazy situation. It's, like, he's talking, he's, like, oh, he's, he sees him, like, going up in the lift, and then he meets him as Pliskin later, and he's, like, he's, like, how did, how did you get here? Like, why are you not with the other guys and then he hears them over the radiator like or not radiator radio like all getting killed and he's like are you gonna are you gonna answer that and he's like uh yeah i, I guess i'll answer that and then, <laughs> and then it just goes silent or whatever so he doesn't get to um or like uh what else like stillman he, he was like oh there was an engineer brought on board it was it was a skinny guy and he's like oh i didn't like colonel campbell on the radio was like i didn't know anything about an engineer coming in or whatever it's like or like the, when they when you go back to Vamp and Fortune right. and they're talking and like they think that Raiden is Snake yeah and they're like they're like he couldn't be like he's he's dead or whatever yeah and then she's like you're not him uh so I think that, I just think it's so cool it it's is just like all this little subtext and it's like unraveling like this mystery yeah. of what's actually happening here can can we uh, talk a little bit about the climax of the game here because this is what don't you enjoy uh. A game ending on melodramatic FMV of New York City. Do you not enjoy? Do you not enjoy <laughs> not, that? No, not, not not that bit. Not that bit. The the basically the the uh, the unraveling of the simulation here. Yes, right. right. Yes, this and it's good because it's to do with. Uh, Actually, I haven't really caught that before, like, why this happens. I kind of just always thought that, that, like, it's revealed because it's going towards the end of the game. Right. right? And the simulation's coming to an end. But it's actually because they've infected Arsenal gear with yeah. the the Fox Die equivalent virus or whatever, which is fucking all the Metal Gears yeah. up and everything. And then the AI that's controlling Campbell is losing its mind. Uh, I think that was great, isn't it? So, it's a real, like, turnaround. It, 
I think there's something I, I've said to you before that like I don't really like view games as like an escape sort of thing like people talk about it like and uh, like there there may be certain you know ex- exclusions to that like you know we've talked about me using breath of the wild to cope <laughs> basically right uh, but in general like personally i don't like feel about games like some people do like oh i play them to get away from the real world you know i generally yeah. i play them because they're they're fun or to be entertained right not to distract myself from the horrors of of reality did you not know that there's no such thing as absolute reality? So um, <laughs> you have to have an escape at some point. Sure, sure. <laughs> but but then I think about this game and I think about this moment and okay. why it's so effective is because you have kind of used this game to escape from reality, but then like that's kind of taken away from you. And I think that you're in reality. You're in reality, reality. and I, and I think that you know this isn't the only game to do it. it typically, it's just Kojima games. <laughs> but you know, oh, yeah, when, like, when, uh, when you're playing a game, and when that game starts to tell you that it knows that it's a game and that you're playing it, I think that that's a really terrifying thing for me personally. Uh, like Super Hot does it really well. Um, I mean, PT does it really well as well. Max, P- Max um, Payne um, was doing bits of that. As well. Less, like, less scary like, in that. But. No, but it was like it was like oh, he was like I can't think of anything more terrifying than being a character in a video yeah. game or whatever. Yeah, that's what something said. But uh, I, for me, that is just like a deeply unsettling thing. Just like taken at face value, and uh, and then yeah. When uh, when you combine that with uh, just yeah. the visuals of this and really not understanding anything that's going on, um, yeah. and the music, oh, the music in this, ooh, yeah. we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. Creepy. Isn't it, it is. It's uh, it's so just it's like, remarkable. So that's remarkable. what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. Like the the horror of that is like that. It's just the way that we live. Yeah. That's our life. So, like, about information being so free in our digital age, um, um, and because of that, people who are dominant are able to be dominated, right? Yeah. Because yeah. humans are able to like have so many truths available to them uh, that they can just make up their own mind. So, like, the patriots basically are trying to like regulate digital information and delete things as necessary to sort of shape the course of history. Yeah. Right? And they, they talk about, Colonel Campbell says it's not, it's not a, a censorship system. It's a system for creating context. Yeah. Right? And like in our world where like misinformation is like so rife, like that's like just such a really, that's a really prevalent theme. Right? Yeah, that, yeah. That's where this game gains significance in our time period. Right. It's not that he has predicted these, these things to happen, but it's like, well, you see, see it for yourself. Anybody can create absolute reality because of their own opinion. And we see it constantly all the time, don't we? Um, so it's this, like, it's this path to creating one truth rather than, like, infinite truths and selves. Yeah, because just yeah. basically anything can be true nowadays, right? I mean, like, you could just say one thing and thousands or millions of people would just latch onto that. Yeah, that sure. Truth, yeah, even, that's, that's, even though it's, that is even the though truth. it's not. Objectively yeah. not, but, yeah. but their you know shared reality this, almost makes it so, so, yeah. I agree with Solidus Snake, right? Tell I me. agree with him. Even though he's a bad man and he's murdering people, he's fucking strangling Olga to death, right? I agree with him. Because he wants to free us from this system where there is only one path of truth, right? He wants this, he wants liberty brought back, he wants, he thinks that civil rights are really important, and he wants people to be able to, like, do those things effectively, right. but his methods are just not very good at sure. going about it, right? He, he chooses the violent, uh, I'm gonna drop a hydrogen bomb on fucking Manhattan <laughs> route, right? Which is not good. 
Uh, and I think that that, that I'm like, yeah, I agree with. That's how you make I a agree. good villain, uh, isn't it? That's that's. But my that's favorite line. That is that is keeping my favorite line, Don. My favorite line is when you're on the rooftop at the end with him, and he says, "By the way, Jack, I was the one who killed your parents." <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> did we need to throw that one in there? Unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about we'll talk about uh, Jack's uh, backstory. We'll talk about Ryden's backstory a little bit because that's. Do you do you know what day it is today, Don? <laughs> what's the what's the date of it? April something. Is that what it's it? April thirtieth. April thirtieth. April thirtieth. They met outside, he met Rose outside Federal Hall, and there were some Japanese tourists arguing about whether or not King Kong climbed the Chrysler Building or the, the Empire State Building. And Rose was saying it was the Chrysler Building, and Ryden said, no, it wasn't the Chrysler Building. The Chrysler Building was in Godzilla. It's the Empire State Building. And they went to the Museum of Skyscrapers, darling, and they <laughs> yes. found the answer. I, and then they went back to Rose's apartment and watched King Kong a bunch of times that night, which is... Uh, no, actually, that's a separate. I think that might be a separate time. Oh no, maybe that was the time. I and think, then they, I, they I go their separate ways. Too. No, they go. Yeah, they yeah, it is. And then they go their separate ways, and then they meet up later again at work. Right. I were. I I know that Raiden is supposed to work. I guess at an equivalent to Foxhound, but Foxhound was a. That, that's another thing where like you you see these little bits and pieces where you see that this is a simulation early on. Yeah. Because Raiden is supposed to work for Foxhound. But you are told quite early on that Foxhound was disbanded four years ago, right? And that's that's after the Shadow Moses stuff in MGS One. That that's that's who Snake works for. But you're like, well, if Foxhound doesn't exist anymore, who does Raiden work for? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't work. You don't know who Raiden works for, um, which I think is interesting. Uh, so you got him. You got this. All this stuff with Rose is really good. See the bit where she tells them that she's pregnant. Yeah. When the AI is fucking up, she's like, Raiden or Jack, yeah. I'm. Pr- I'm carrying your and it like all cuts out it's so fucking good that's good um or like finding out that she was like uh, a double agent yeah basically and she was like working him the whole time but you also don't know if that's true exactly because exactly. she yeah. was she's like the AI version yeah. telling him that not oh, her good. actual version it's really good it is fucking good it's just like I think that the ambiguous storytelling and this is very 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 good yeah uh, all those parallels between the first game and this one that are intentional where like you'd be playing a, and maybe at the time you would have been like this is really this is like the Force Awakens. This is just the other movies again. Yeah, right? yeah. And you'd be like, this is just the first game again because you got your ninja, you got your like bloody corridor. You know when when he walks down, it's like vamp has yeah. like killed all the guys, and it's like the cyborg ninja from the first one. Uh, even just Raiden being called Snake mm-hmm. as well. You're like, or like him saying that like the villain is Solid Snake as well, which yeah. is an interesting. I title. mean, even just the whole open like the post. Uh, you know, one when you're just being introduced to Raiden, like it mirrors Coming that opening bit, like one to one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think that's great. And yeah, trying to like basically put Raiden as the player character, mm-hmm. and like we we ourselves have tried to emulate Solid Snake, yeah. right? And like calling like our agency uh, into question as well. Um, so yeah, I think. This is amazing. One of my little favorite bits, one of my little favorite stories is, of course, Peter Stillman, right? Uh, and all of his relationship with Fat Man. Yes. I think that's, that's my favorite little, like, mini story. Tidbit, in the yeah. Game. I think, because he's, uh, he's the voice of Grey Fox and Donald Anderson from the first one. Uh, and the whole little arc with the bombs and everything, and the little conversation they have in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could just listen to that forever. It's like... He's like, it's it's live. You can see it pulsing. And he's like showing you how to like cool the bombs yeah, down. Yeah. And I just I know where all those locations are for all those bombs as well. It's great. I like I don't even need to use the little little uh, the little um, detector thing. Uh, I like that. The what about your what about your bosses then? If we're talking about Fat Man, is he is he your favorite boss? <laughs> he's my one. Uh, he's a good boss. Probably I like. I really like Vamp just because I love how absolutely insane he is. Um, <laughs> he's something else. I like. They're all camp, right? But like, 
I don't know. I feel like Vamp takes it to the next level. Like that's that's an absolutely wild one. Um, it's like some kind of nightmare you can't wake up from. Yeah. <laughs> the vampire. Yeah, vampire. <laughs> I also like. I also love that. Like in this game about you know politics and nuclear bombs and and AI, you have a vampire. Like. <laughs> yeah, but they do explain it as like it's just there's no such thing as. There's no such thing as the supernatural. It's just technology. Yeah. That's like crept up on us so fast yeah. that things, you know, there, it's like that thing. It's like nothing is supernatural. There's just natural stuff that we don't know about. They don't have the explanation either. for it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like the sun would have been supernatural. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think just, I think no, he's great. But... Yeah, uh, he is good. Uh, I think those are probably the two best ones. I think Final Fantasy is just insane yes like, they're both that's the, the thing. they're both just he's like i've got very beautiful hands he's like <laughs> he's drinking the wine with a little straw <laughs> i think and he's he's got his roller skates on i just think that is that's an insane boss fight uh what about um Otacon, uh not having much luck with the ladies uh in these games so i uh, actually uh, I really appreciate the backstory that we get here with with Otacon because I feel that in this game there are not a lot of like objective answers that we get. No, like, no, think we, you don't even know who Snake is. Right, really, like, we're not we, like, very often just told things that we can take at face value, but this we can and of course you know that kind of continues on even further throughout this game and then into mgs4 as well and we kind of get to understand his character unlucky in love like better than than any other really like we get more insight into into autocon than anybody else um yeah it it is quite a story isn't it it's quite a story and it's interesting i don't know if you know but his father is a character in uh, MGS, uh, Peace Walker, and in five as well. I did um, know, but I don't know anything about. So it's it. just it's just his face and the same voice actor, Christopher. Right, Reynolds, just like with as well. yeah, yeah, with boss, uh, yeah, just yeah, just like him. Um, so he's flesh out, and I guess that's just where his story ends. He just he just drowns and kills himself in the swimming pool. That's it, because his son's having an affair with, with his, his wife. Wife, yeah. Like Jesus, that's that's bad, isn't it? I love the three of those those guys riding Otacon and Snake with that fucking parrot, <laughs> that that badass shot of them, the three of them walking out like cool guys. Yeah, him with the parrot, parrot on his little yeah. wrist. <laughs> that's so sad as well. It really is. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and the little parrot going like, Hal, I miss you. I miss that you. Sad, <laughs> that makes me so sad. <laughs> and he's just crying his eyes out. He doesn't have uh so you got you got your sniper wolf, you got your Naomi. You know, I think yeah. that's that's a good character flaw for him, isn't it? To like really fall in love with these women that like really, be with really him. Yeah. He romanticizes them so much and then it just ends up being quite tragic, doesn't it? Um it's not very it's not I forgot about him. Sniper Wolf. Sniper wolf, yeah, I know. Little 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 wolf puppies in the cave yeah. over at the end of that as well. Uh, so you got him, uh, and that see that ending, right? Like the actual ending. We'll talk about that now, and then we can just move on, right? If you want. But see the ending where it's just these like sepia shots of New York City, and Snake is talking over them. And he gives this little monologue, right, about like you know everything being part of like the natural world and like yeah. you know trying to make your own path in life and stuff like that like that could just i that could just be the end of my life right there <laughs> like honestly i could just listen to that the last seconds and then the little piano just ends and then that's just it that's it i'm that's so sad scott takes the snot cyanide ends it take the cyanide pill <laughs> bite my bite my cyanide tooth down uh, so talking about the story is bitty I would say because it's a lot in it yes and we've kind of just been talking all about little bits and pieces that we we find interesting or that we like uh, but it's a very it is very tight as well yeah I don't think there's anything that's like useless in it no you know what I mean like it's all everything has its place everything is like really well explained and I think that I think that that's the wild much. thing like as as much depth as there is to the story I do think that it has more or less been pared down to its truest and like simplest oh yeah 
form. Well so edited. yeah, well edited. Yeah, I well, I'm gonna give it a ten. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, I yeah. <laughs> I I wish that there was more. I wish you wish there were more numbers between one and ten. I wish there were more numbers between. <laughs> no, after there's just everything ends at ten, and uh, yeah, no, it is. It really is an incredible incredible achievement i think it's one of the most interesting stories uh in games it certainly period is. it certainly is it really stands out doesn't it yeah and after over 20 years still incredible all right so gameplay uh i think similarly the gameplay is also just really good and really tight as well there's no like there's no absolutely no foul in this gameplay whatsoever yeah. and i think a lot of people might say that's detrimental to it because it's just there's a lot of interruptions, right? There are yeah, a lot of interruptions, and I was have. feeling that a little bit. Um, that's something that just like recently has really started to bother me. I think like with uh, Pokemon Legends, I was yeah. really starting yeah. to get like, like actually very annoyed with the game for stopping every thirty yeah. seconds to to yeah. piss me off with some shite. But I've uh, been, yeah, I was I was playing a little bit of Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, right? And I. Actually, I, that's the same thing with the Lego game sometimes. Like, and the new Lego Star Wars doesn't have that in the same way. But so many fucking little stops where you have to be shown because they're like kids are dumb; they won't yeah. know how to do this. Yeah. Show them like, oh, you have to go over here now. It's like, guys, just let me fucking just let me do it. Let me build the thing and walk. Over. I know where I'm going. Like, you don't need to keep doing this. Yeah. I do find that quite annoying. But this, I, I don't mind so much because I like I like all of the. The stuff that they're saying in the Kodak messages and everything. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's still enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, but like most of the gameplay, uh, it's obviously stealth and it's separated into these little kind of like mini levels. Yeah. Right? Because it's each of these little struts, right, in the big shell. Uh, do you have a favorite one? Is there a particular little room that you like or a little section that you like? Um... No, honestly, like I think we've talked about like my highs from the game already to be honest with you i think that like when i think about this game it is the 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 sequence yeah. break uh that really yeah. uh there and then the other ones that always you know they think about quite often are the more annoying <laughs> the annoying yeah. ones the flooding and and all that is i think i don't know the i tankers tankers good the tankers Un- i would say amazing. unequivocally that's yes. amazing yeah, that's, absolutely that's really um yeah i the yeah the 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 stops and the interruptions were were a little bit frustrating playing this again um i, I also feel like there's a there's a lot of menuing and like menuing yeah and just dealing with like inventory and like selecting weapons and like things like that and that also was a little bit frustrating to me this time around but like it like it's not a no, yeah. no, not a terrible thing, you know. Again, just this is an old game. Um, Twenty years old. This is that's unbelievable, isn't it? It is. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, uh, I, I think that there's enough interesting stuff, like a new little bit of gameplay every so often, to kind of like stop it being super repetitive. Yes, which is quite. Good. I agree. It's just like it's very like bare bones. Like there's stealth here. This is how you get out of this situation. You know, there's like a little sniper section. Mm-hmm. Here's a little boss fight. It's a li- the boss fights are all a little bit different every so often as well. Uh, I, I do think I'm- the like the variety in like actual like not just gameplay mechanics, but like even little things like I I'm always impressed with when you go to upload the f- the photos to Otacon at the beginning and or the end of the tanker section, like yeah. for the UI to completely like change and have an entirely new visual identity i think is yeah. actually like really impre- like i could have just done it like the menus in the game or whatever the case is but like that's something and like there's moments like that like throughout the game where it's like oh this actually feels like a completely different thing that i'm playing i think that that it takes a lot of focus and a lot of effort yeah. you know to create yeah. something in the same engine that you're doing everything else in yeah but basically yeah, create like a completely yeah. different game and i think that that's really important because like i was thinking about that in relation to like i'm also playing right now uh dragon quest 11 and like that game has like some platforming sections and like that are absolutely shite and it's like well yeah, yeah because this game was not designed with 
platforming in mind. But then you also think of someone like, oh, well, if Kojima was doing a turn-based RPG and he was going, oh, we're going to actually have a section that kind of breaks away from, you know, traditional uh, mechanics of a turn-based RPG, he would still make sure that whatever he adds there is going to be as remarkable as the rest of the game, you know? And so I think that MGS2 showcases those sorts of things really, really well. Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of little details as well which make this very impressive in terms of gameplay as well. Just little things that you can do in this world. Yeah. Uh, uh, Like, you can slip in the bird shit. (laughs) Classic. There's a bit that I missed this time when I played it through. So, additionally, if you're hanging on a thing and you park yourself up, if you like, so you jump over the rail and you hang yourself, and then there's a seagull above you, uh, you go into first person, you can see the bird shit in your view, like your your view is mm-hmm, obscured mm-hmm. by bird, bird shit. But also, there's a bit, and I don't, I was waiting for it to come up, and I must have missed it, and I don't know how, because I felt like the later sections are fairly linear compared to the sort yeah, of first half yeah. of the game. But there's a bit where a guard is taking a piss over a reel in, and if you, you're right. climbing along that. underneath them, yeah. And then you look in first person and he's pissing on you. But that didn't happen to me this time. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, must be like a different platform or something. That is that like a... Is that a... I'm blanking on the word now. The uh, Just the old misremembering. Are we... Are we? No, no, de- I, no, I've definitely done it. He's like... I, like, it's a real, like, long stream as well. Like, it like, goes for <laughs> ages. No, I definitely... It's Mandela Effect. Mandela Effect, that's what no, I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it definitely does happen, yeah. But I just... I, it's like you know when the bit after the Harrier and like that strut is like all blown up yeah. and you're like kind of doing a little bit of platforming over like the broken bits it's like around there but it didn't actually happen uh, stuff like that so like uh, the little ice cubes right you shoot the shoot the little bucket of ice cubes in the tanker and then they start to melt on the um, why on the why isn't this on switch I don't know and, I'm uh, looking up the guard peeing on you. <laughs> it definitely happens, yeah. And then if you go near the hand dryers in the bathroom, like they'll like go like off yeah. when you go near them or whatever. Or like when you go to the urinal, stand there for a second and then go away, it'll flush like automatically, which is quite good. Uh, there's also quite a lot of little um, like it is fairly linear, but there's there are like some sort of like there's some sort of experimentation with bits of the gameplay as well. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like in the tanker, right? So you have, like, you go up and it's kind of like where, like, the canteen is, right? And there's lasers over one of the walls, right? So to get through this area, you can either use the fire extinguisher to see the lasers, right? You can crawl underneath, right? You can go around the canteen, which is more dangerous because there's enemies and there's a camera in there. You can also get the box uh, from, like, the little pantry where the fruit and stuff is. So you can use that to sneak past. Or... If you know what to do, you can also shoot the power box on the lasers to get past, and that'll deactivate them or whatever. Uh, so then there's just like there's lots of like little interesting ways. Yeah, to get and those are the kinds of things that like I really appreciate because we've talked before about in in some of these PS2 games like not having multiple paths to success. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I like the bit on the tanker as well where you have to sneak past all the guards that are watching the presentation in, uh, instead of just being in one room, they're spe- separated across like three or four rooms. Yeah. And then the guy's like, you must be tense. Let's do some stretches. Yeah. And then you, <laughs> like, you, you have to avoid the eyes, the little cone of vision while they're turning from side to side. I think it's such a weird little section. Just kind of like changing it up from like your standard stealth, like, you know, getting past guards or whatever. Like this is quite a unique little, little bit. Uh, and going back to, what was it? Oh, it was Silent Hill 3 you were talking about with you type in the Konami code and the detective or whatever is in his underwear or something. Right. Like there's a guard in there that is in his underwear if you can find him. And there's some like, there's some like secret Easter egg thing that you can do and it will make all of the guards in that tanker section be in their pants as well, which is quite nice. So it's good. Figure that one. It is good. <laughs> uh, I was wondering if there was a point in development where this was supposed to be like Resident Evil 2 and there was supposed to be two different campaigns uh, where you do the bits where Snake is off camera. Right. Uh, I was wondering about that and maybe they cut it because of um, resources or time. It's already a massive game. There's kind of like there's like 
so it's like all the stuff like before Vamp, right? Yeah. It's the snake going through the first part of the shell. There's disarming the bombs on the other side of the complex, which are made and they're there. They're all there, yeah. right? Yeah. And they're on the map. And it even tells you when you hover over them on the map, like what what was in each of the rooms, right. you know, like what was this yeah. one for? What was this one for? Uh, so leaving after the bombs to go and get the helicopter, right? There's a bit where he says he says in like the story, like, oh, I'm you know I I was able to find out about Olga when you were doing this, right? He right. was like when you were fighting Fatman, I was finding out about Olga or something. And then there's a bit where he fights, he has a boss fight with Fortune. While you're fighting Metal Gear Ray at the end. So it's stuff like that where I'm kind of like, that feels like, because you don't get a proper boss fight with Fortune either. Right. Like, you, think- you have a boss fight earlier on that you can't do. Yeah. So I think that there was stuff in there that they were kind of like, oh, we'll let you, after you do the riding campaign, you play a shorter campaign, a snake. You think they you were like, see all the stuff. you think they were like, all right, Kojima, you either get the snake campaign or you get the cutscenes, but you can't have both. Yeah, that's it. We can't, we can't it. fit all this on here. What are we going to do? <laughs> I just felt like there was quite a lot of, like, Snake referencing what he was doing. Yes, while, there is. Like, Raiden that's was a good doing point. other things. Yeah. So I kind of felt like that was, like, hinting at, like, oh, we'll actually get... To, we, we've seen that, or we will get to see that. Yeah, or something that's like a good that. point. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to give gameplay a nine. I think it's really good. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, with an eight. Just uh, a little bit extra frustration uh, on my end this time around. But again, it's not a yeah. not not a game breaking thing by any means. So yeah. Cool. So what about anim- what about uh, graphics? Right. I played. You ready? You ready? I played on the yeah. Vita. Did you? Yes. I played on the Vita as well because it's the best way to play it. Yes, I took your your recommendation. Of course, the first time I played this. I played it on the PS2, which was an experience. Beat is um, nice. It's nice. It, and it nice. feels it feels at home on there. It feels like a nice, tight little mini experience. Yeah. Uh, and you can kind of sit with your headphones on and just enjoy just the story. Have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like oh, you have to set everything up. You know, switch the game on, load it up, uh, and then you know, watch a half an hour of like dialogue, and then oh, you're busy. You have to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. You can just kind of like s- unlock your Vita uh, and then play it right from where you left off, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it looks great. I, w- I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, it does uh, animations very very good, mm-hmm. perfect. I wonder. I don't know if they're motion captured or not, but they feel like they are. You know, it feels like there's subtle movements in here. Uh, that you would only get from like an actual person performing. Um, There's only one one time playing this that I thought like the the graphics were doing it a bit of a disservice, and I think that this was quite a common thing like with, with games in this area was like in the cutscenes. You talked about the the spinning the the spinny finger revolver, right? And like a lot of those a lot of moments in the cutscenes with like a lot of like fast action are just like really really blurry and that was for me I'm just like man like really taking away from the impact of what we're seeing here with with the artificial motion blur it felt like I was playing it like on the PS2 on my massive TV yeah this is like your HD remaster right on on different things yeah I agree with that um but apart from that, everything's really impressive. Yeah. Uh, the it's it's pretty cool that the whole game exists in first person as well mm-hmm. to experience. That is cool. Uh, which is only something that like GTA Five and Red Dead Redemption Two can say that they've been able to do, right? Yeah. Uh, and they're way more recent. Um, the designs and stuff of everything is really amazing. Like, obviously, you got Yoji doing all of your character work and all your like Metal Gear um, designs. Uh, and they're all they're all fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yoji Shinkawa, very very good artist. Right? Yes. Raiden sneaking sneaking suit, very very good. Nice little redesign from the snakes one, um, and snakes one as well in this. We haven't you know because the MGS one uh, suit is different. It's obviously way more blurry. Uh, yeah. Way more pic- way more pixelated. So it's nice to finally get snakes like proper like outfit, which he will be known for. This is a, there's your Smash Bros uh, outfit there. I think that all that stuff is so cool and so impressive. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. 
Big Shell's cool as well. It's a cool design, I think, for like a video game location. Very, very memorable. Uh, Metal Gear Ray, also good. I think that's so fucking cool. Yeah, he that. is good. I, that's he, one of, I think that might be my favorite uh, Metal Gear design. You're, you're going to hate this. <laughs> right. But he, he reminds me of like uh, the the weapons in Final Fantasy VII, like Diamond and Emerald Weapon. That's what he reminds me of. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Played it too fast. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, I know what you mean. Kind, kind of, yeah. Uh, it is cool. Aquatic, of course. Yes. Very different. Yes. Making it different. Different than your T-Rex design. Yeah. Uh, for Metal Gear Rex. Uh, so I think the graphics are great. Yeah, it does hold up quite well. Everything looks really nice. Some faces are a bit plasticky looking, right? Uh, I was particularly <laughs> Sergey from the Tanger yeah. thing. Looks like a big potato. <coughs> um, I'll give the graphics. I'll get for you know PS2. It was do things look nice, and is there an interesting visual style? Yes. Or are they trying to do something interesting? For that, I would give that a nine. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll agree with you. Yeah, it yeah. Uh, it works really well. Yeah. What about what about our sign then? Oh man, I like. Oh baby. So like, I mean. The th- Oh my gosh. <laughs> jingle. Jingle jangle. Lincoln. Can you take those and go? Get out of here. Yeah, all done. <laughs> exactly. All done. I'll see you later. I hate, I hate the grass. <laughs> I'll see you later, okay? <laughs> all done. Bye. Uh, Bye. You need to get a lock for that door. Oh, there is a lock. It just... If I lock it, then they just... Yeah, take that with you. Get out of here. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Bye. Get out of here. All right. <laughs> Sound. Ah, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, when we do this, like, I mostly focus on the music. But I actually think in this instance, I think it's the sound design that does it for me in this one. Oh, it's very, very all the little bits so good so good and it's you know what i was actually watching we got the footsteps on the middle yeah on the the water different uh i was watching a video of mgs5 and all the little menu beeps and stuff are all the same from that so they just reuse them they're so good Good. don't need to change them uh yeah I, i i agree with that um so it's like uh Oh, if you're in, like, same with, like, the little, like, visual details or, like, little animation stuff. Like, if you're in the canteen and you shoot the pots, all the pots make a different sound. Yeah. Uh, which is really, really cool. Uh, if you go out in the rain and you're in the box, right, and you change it to first person, the sound of the rain changes because you're, you hear it from, like, hitting the top Ooh, of baby. The, the cardboard, yeah. which I think is really, really good. Uh, but the music as well is with Harry Gregson Williams. Yeah. Doing the score. No slouch, is he? What, what was the shite movie that he did uh, that we watched for the movie game show? Uh, it was something. It was like Tekken or something. It was something really bad. Let me look it up. Uh, Let me look it up here. God, he also did Shrek Forever After. Um, <laughs> but he's known for MGS, of course. Uh, I, think, I think that's his most famous um, video game score. He's he's very good. He's up there with your Jasper kid, though. He is up there, as, yeah. As my as my favorite um, video game composer, uh, of course you have your mental. He did Prince one. of Persia. Prince of Persia. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, you have your cra- the crazy one that you love. <laughs> Mad. Uh, no idea to do that. There's a great little bit uh, later on when so it's when. It's when you have that fake boss fight with Fortune. Yeah. And Raiden shoots her, and then her, like, force field propels the bullet into Vamp's head, right? Right. And he's, like, he's, he wakes up again or whatever. And there's a great bit where it's, like, the little lay motif from, like, the Psycho Mantis mm. uh, section. And it's, like, and then it transitions into, like, Fortune's theme. Yeah. Like, that kind of, is it, like saxophone or something someone was someone um, was thinking i know i was like i was like jesus that's so like the supernatural characters all have this yeah. whole connection to yeah. psychomantis which i think is really really good 
Uh, God, I'm getting chills. There. That's good. That's a good little bit. I have to send that to you. It was actually really cool. Uh, but yeah, in general, the music's so fucking cool. And like, I, I all feel the, like, all, like it, it's not talked about like very no, often. Like, maybe maybe it's just, just that like, there's so so many good things about the game that it's like the music just like, didn't get brought up very often. But uh, that ending, that ending song as well. Yeah. No, 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 really good. No, 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 really, really good. Uh, just like just walking around, it's so cool. Like all the little sneaking like sections, yeah. like just like just it's just really like nice and subtle. Uh, it's it's a cool score. Me, and like, maybe so. that's what it is. Maybe it's that the music, for the most part, you all it, like it's it's meant to enhance what you're doing to not be at the forefront like it is in a lot of games yeah. that get a lot of attention for their music. So yeah, yeah, I give it a ten. I yeah, classic. I think I will too. Like, I think the the music itself, I think, would probably come in at an eight or nine, and then you get the sound design in general. Yeah, I think it's, it's a really two. good. <laughs> it's, it's a two. two. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it it's a ten, but they're weighted differently. You know, weighted differently. <laughs> oh yes, of course, of course. Uh, so this section is a section I like to call "That's Not On," is it? <laughs> yeah. where we discuss things that aren't on. So I have a little list here. If you do, if you do, allow me to take the floor for a second, you, this this is this section with, is your baby. So absolutely, to go you, through, you go with it here. So having a little wank in a locker—that's <laughs> not on, is it? <laughs> Shooting a pregnant woman? Nope, that's that, <laughs> that's not on, is it? But I, I do a no, I always do a no kill run when I play it. So I actually just tranquilize. Yes. Me. So I try okay. to as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, President Johnson grabbing Raiden by the balls <laughs> and saying, "You're a man." <laughs> <laughs> That's not on, is it? <laughs> First of all, what the fuck were you doing? Why were you just grabbing a person by the crotch? Right. I love it. And second of all, <laughs> don't assume that he's a fucking woman. What the fuck are you doing? Uh. Riding and his little dingle, are they on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holding his little his little package, running around, <sighs> doing little doing little backflips. Yeah, with I love it. <laughs> cartwheels. <laughs> These games are very sexually open. They are. Homoerotic. They are very homoerotic. Right. Uh, Good. And then As they everything be. everything with E and the mum is that on? Because yeah. Right, Otacon and Emma are definitely getting on like more than brother and sister. Yes, well, it, we used to play house, and she's like fucking ten years younger than me or something. Yeah, that's not feels on. weird. I don't think yeah, I agree. I don't think that whole relationship's on. That I think yeah. that's a bit. It's, it's a bit off. It's off, guys. Get because <laughs> he's with the mum as well. He's like, I, but there's definitely something between him and Emma. Yeah, too, undoubtedly. Yeah, because uh, she's like, how could you call me Emma? Like when she's when yeah she's there. Like, What's the least on thing, do you think? All the women in the lockers? Yeah, I think, yeah, and then oh God, I'll just make a backup of that one. <laughs> you know, like, come on, man. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. He said something funny, if you, when you're in the tanker, and if you take a photo of the the soldier that's in his pants, and you send it to Otacon, he says something funny about that. I can't remember what it is as well. Uh, that's good. Just trolling him. Mostly taking photos of the <laughs> underwear card. <laughs> Pissing him apart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shooting a pregnant, pregnant woman. woman. I was about to say, I think that's probably the least on thing. He didn't like, know. He didn't know. He didn't know. That's true. No. And she was too early to be showing either. That's so true. he wouldn't have known. He wouldn't have known. Uh, I'll give this... <laughs> A, I don't know, a seven or an eight, maybe. As that, and that's high all. high means lots of things that aren't on, correct? Yes. 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 What do you think? Do you yeah, think? yeah. I think there's... Uh, maybe not a ten. No, you know, definitely not a ten. I mean, a ten would be like Vice City. Ten has plenty of things that are not... Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you're right. Just little there, bits there are every so often. There are a lot of weird things that you just kind of go like... Like that was a bit weird. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I actually think the worst one is probably the president grabbing Ryan by the dick and being like, "What? You're and Ryan's like, what? What? <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, <sighs> he just, just, <gasps> you're not a woman. Like, Jesus, like, what are you doing? So that's, and that's, that's bad, maybe right? made even worse by the fact that he thought he was a woman and then grabbed and then. I know yeah. he's being yeah, I agree. That's the worst one. Yeah, now that I think about it, yeah. He dies though, so I'm sorry. Good. Uh, Good. So atmosphere. Uh, <laughs> it's 
sorry. atmosphere. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking. There you go. There's your there's your prophetic moment talking about the president of the United States grabbing people. Grab people by the dick, yeah. <laughs> just grabbing. There. That's your. That is actually. Yeah, that was right. If anything, you predicted Called that. Called that. That's there was n- there was like. <laughs> I was gonna say there was no like precedent for that happening. You know, Kojima Kojima would only have had to predict that. But old men, there's definitely a trajectory old, old of men, creepy Old men have there. fast hands, I'll tell you. When he Kojima didn't have to know who Trump was. He just had to know about that old man existed. Yes, right. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so atmosphere, right? I feel very, as I said before, I feel very safe with this voice cast, right? It's the sound. It's very cozy and mm-hmm. quite comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that we all can agree that green blue yes. is the perfect color the palette best for a game hue. As well. Green blue, it the is. best hue. Yes. That's why I would it also rhymes, add baby. Deus Ex Human Revolution, the gold and brown as well. I also like that. Okay, I interesting. Interesting. Like that, like, it's also because it's a stealth game. You quite feel you feel quite safe, don't you? Yeah. You get in your little vent. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I'm in here. I'm Cozy. In here, right? Yeah. I'm under my box. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Uh, and I love uh, this big shell atmosphere as well. Like this kind of like with the windy seagulls, just like the you know breeze breeze coming in, mm-hmm. little bird noises. It's a bit sort of like Ico, I think as well. Yeah. That, sure. Uh, I so can see good. that. But your main thing, your main sort of atmosphere is kind of like. Technology, right? Yeah. And stealth. And Which I, I wanted to bring up. Jazz. Be- smooth jazz. Because. Sometimes. We talked about how hard it is to make that sort of aesthetic work in a game. Because just a couple weeks ago, we played through Oni. And we absolutely ripped that game apart for it being gray and square and militaristic and futuristic. And that was it. And we said, oh, that's not a very good aesthetic. But this game has a lot of that. But it still it's works really, really well. So It's incredible. Yeah. It's an incredible futuristic sci-fi setting. Yeah. Right? But it it feels just a little bit more lived in and it, grinded. It does. Like, there's, 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 there's more There's a reason variety. for everybody being yeah. here. Like, it feels natural that these soldiers are here. And, like, there's evidence that, like... You know, there's fucking tomato ketchup on the table. Right. Like, you and you know, don't just have massive catwalks going up and up and up and up and up for ages. No, it goes, yeah. goes back to it being quite tight and, like, the space yeah. is used well. It does feel real. That? It feels yeah. like an actual, yeah, like you said, yeah. a lived-in, a worked-in place that people have yeah. designed for maximum yeah. usability. So. so there's a lot of good stuff there. I'm just going to give atmosphere a 10. Yeah, I, think I agree. It's, it's I agree. Pretty, it's pretty close to perfect. All right, and then... Final category, Lasting Legacy. Is Ooh, that a 10 baby. as well? Yes, another 11. Another uh, 11. In terms of story, in terms of third-person gameplay. Yeah. Like, in, for PS2, this is like the gold standard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it like, is. really what you want. And, it's and the, so early, said, it could, too. It could, so early. It could hold up as a PS4 game. Yeah. Like, re- like honestly, like, it's, you know, it, feel, it feels like one of those games that is never really going to age that poorly. Yeah. If I can play it 20 years on, and it's still close to perfect front to back like you know yeah it's so it's obviously inspired that whole series right uh and mgs5 i feel like it probably probably has the best gameplay of out of all of sure them, right? it, that that is an amazing third person action stealth game i think it's it's pretty perfect in that respect uh but you you wouldn't have your uncharted's and your last of us as well like this game mm-hmm. yeah uh, and i think Big cinematic Japanese, experiences yeah Japanese games as well, like, I, I still think that these are way ahead of, like, gameplay and storytelling, even nowadays, Yeah, right? like, yeah. You know, even, I think that, like, stuff has kind of caught up a little bit, like, with your, like, Resident Evil remakes and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like, Resident Evil 4 is a good example that was, feels pretty inspired by, like, how this game plays yeah. and stuff, you know, well, it's like, and it, it is interesting, just because, animations and, yeah, even and just from a pure, like, story aspect, like, this is still... Like, this story 20 years ago is still, like, an incredible story in games. Like, there yeah. still are not a lot of games that have done better, more interesting stories than than this yeah. has. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. What a game, man. Of course, you've got uh, Left Alive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, great. was heavily influenced by Metal Gear. That's on the new PS Plus as well, so I, I might actually that. play that. I, I saw that. that go. Uh, 
I'll give that a 10 yeah. or an 11, if you will. Yeah. As well. Yeah, I All agree. Right. So, does MDS2 hold up? Oh, yes. Perfectly. So, Perfect. now, we're going, now we're going to rank it in a list. So far, we have 7, Oni, 6, From Russia With Love, 5, Sly Cooper, 4, Max Payne, 3, Grand Theft Auto 3, 2, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, 1, Hitman Blood Money. No question. No question one. for me. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid Two. That's the Solid thing. Like Liberty. Hitman's really, really good. This is like, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, story yeah, and everything's good. way, way better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So that's that one. Excellent. In the books. Done it. What are you? What are we doing next? Let me pull up the old list here. Let's have a look of the the games that I've got on the shelf, and uh, let's let's make Mr. Mosquito. <laughs> Let's see. PS2 games. See, I don't. I, I like to just go with my gut and see what kind of shite we can come up with here. Do you? Uh, yeah, Do you? yeah. D- we're gonna play. Going down the list. <gasps> um, Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb. I oh. <laughs> yes. There it is. There, there it is, is my, right there. Doing the backwards, but I was thinking of doing you a favor at some point and make us do that one. Oh, uh, lovely! Absolutely. That's good. That was maybe going to be one of my next choices too. So that's that's very, perfect. Very good. Uh, so, do you have that on PS? I do. Yeah, yeah, do I do. You? Okay, it's available on Steam and on Xbox. Okay, so I'll perfect. probably play it. All yeah, those. do that. Uh, but that's good. I'm actually that's good. I'm glad that was, that was one of my. This one, I. Th- think i've played i can't like there were a lot of weird like i can't remember i can't, i've played an indiana jones game on pc around this time so i think that might be it but that's honestly all i can remember about it so it'll be a mostly fresh experience even if i have played it so looks uh i've been look, actually looking at it quite a lot it's like it's really cheap on steam as well it's only like four pounds or something perfect uh, that's Perfect. Like, oh, there's a dragon. There's a dragon in it. Oh, he's oh, he's gonna punch a woman. Oh yeah. dear. <laughs> get uh, get the yeah, that's, that's not, not ons on. done early here. That's not um, on. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be our next game, Indiana Jones and the Temper and the Temper's Womb. Um, Temper's Womb. <laughs> but, that's not on. But, but before we do that, we are going to be uh, watching. Um, what are we watching? Oh, we're watching. Um, Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame. Which will be, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. But It'll probably be all right. It'll probably be just fine. Thank you so much for joining us as we talk about Metal Gear Solid 2. What an incredible, uh, what an incredible, incredible game. Um, really glad that I got to play more of that. And I'm going to finish it up this weekend. I just got, I got just to the, to my favorite bit and, uh, so continue on with that uh if you have a ps2 game that you think that we should play let us know on twitter at mgs underscore podcast uh or if you want to let us know what you think about uh a video game movie like for example i don't know final fantasy the spirits within uh and why it is a good adaptation of the series overall uh you can tell us that on twitter uh as well and until then uh we'll see you next time have an amazing day thank you